This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay. Hi, everyone. You are now tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. This is a podcast specifically for the unoffended but constantly irritated individuals. As always, I am your host, Sydney, getting into the nitty and gritty of what has gotten on my nerves this week. And I'm just happy to share those deets with you guys. And I'm even happier because I got some guests. I feel like if any of you all are asking for more guests, um, your prayers have been answered. So joining me this week, I have Don P and LaShawn of the What's a Good Guy podcast. So do you guys want to give a quick introduction? Yeah, no problem. What's a good What's a good guy is a podcast airing uh, every Monday on our website, whatsagoodguy.com, where we discuss uh, the thoughts that go through a black man. You know, outside of the relationship, this this stigma of what makes a good man, right? But who is that person to determine that? Is it you? Is it us? So we, we talk about the day-to-day things that go on, whether it's the mental health of a black man, the things that go on in our community, the women that stress us out, and the women that <laughs> makes us happy, you know, uh, going through our own battles, finding ourselves. We've been doing this for three years now, so we're not the same man that we were three years ago. Mm-hmm. So sharing that vulnerability with our audience is something that we've mastered and what people love us for. Now, whether they agree or not, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> that's usually what we got. We just did an uh, episode on Eskimo Brothers where we, where we chimed in on how we feel about the concept of uh, knowing that me and my best friend or uh, <laughs> kind of about shit women that I may love or the women she may love, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And it's this guy's guy sick. This guy's sick. Well, that's the intro. That's the intro for y'all. He's, he's great at that. <laughs> so as you guys can see, no topic. It's off limit with these two on their show as they legit just dropped an episode about Eskimo Brothers. We were discussing before we started recording, like, you know, it's more common than people think. Like, I thought it was a dope episode and topic. But seriously, they keep the topics like rolling. I can definitely say, even as I was scrolling through the various episodes, you guys have conversations on relationships, sports, finances, spirituality, and so forth. So again, I'm like, you know what? I got to bring them on. Starting off with the very first segment of my show. (laughs) You're you are more than welcome. So starting off with the first segment of my show, we have fed up or f***ed up. So just as a backgrounder on this segment, I have this time dedicated to get to know my guests better and show my audience, you know, what gets under their skin. Because I personally believe that you can tell a lot about a person by what gets on their nerves and what doesn't. I am going to start off um, with the guys answering a few questions or they can tell me about something that just really had them fed up this week that they have to get off their chest. Mm. (laughs) Something that got me fed up. You can tell a quick story or I got like three questions. 
what got me fed up this week? Uh, another black man gunned down, man. It's it's literally like, you know, this is probably the first one, I think, that actually survived. Yes. So we will finally get to hear the actual person side of the story. Yes. You know? Um, you think they'll give him the time to talk? Yo, as of right now, he's a, he's he's arrested. Like, he's handcuffed on in the in the uh in his hospital room which what, is what did he do that was wrong what did he do that was wrong i, I don't know well, well you know they're gonna probably try to get so, him for resistance so at the moment at the moment what i've seen online they're claiming they were coming to break up some sort of domestic disturbance and he happened to be in the midst of that but the thing is neighbors were like he was breaking up whatever fight was taking place it wasn't like he was a part of whatever it was and i mean hell even if they were fighting that doesn't make it okay for the police officers to just come in shoot him up like that because it was how many times was he shot eight seven eight. seven that's too much already that's more than nah. they take could taser him hit him with a baton and it's all but shooting him was the only thing yeah. and it's crazy i'm we're seeing his, his white kids kid. man and we're seeing this white kid walking around with the walk around with a assault, assault rifle nobody's doing anything to him but a black man gets shot breaking up a fight going into his car yeah yeah and, and that's talking is... about oh yeah he probably had a he probably had a knife he probably had a knife in his car it's like he probably had a knife in his car but this young man just walked around with an assault rifle yeah yeah not being touched and he like killed two people. And, and watching the videos mm-hmm. alone, that's, that's... It's honestly infuriating. I didn't even watch the video. Yeah. I just know I saw, like, the news story, and I'm just like, wait a minute, what? And I'm looking into it and reading it more and more, and I'm just like, again? Like, damn. Nah, it's overwhelming, bro. Yeah. And the fact that we're still in a pandemic, and still, we still have to sit with these thoughts and sit, sit with the videos that we're watching on social media constantly. So it's like, yo, after a while, you become you become numb to it. Like what his sister said, I believe that was his sister, on the um news, talking about how she felt. Like, you become numb to it. Yeah. So that's how I, I've been feeling like that. I feel like that's his, um, George Floyd. I've been feeling like that for so long. It's like, yo, Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm from St. Louis. I, um, how many years ago was that with Mike Brown? Like that was yeah. right before I went off to college, and that shit to me was just like what? Like oh my god! And I I don't live close to that area. Like I'm not super close, but it's still a good fifteen minutes, ten minutes away from my house. So I'm just like damn. And again, we're just living through this constantly, and there seems to be no sort of uh, like vindication, justice, not even any damn training that's taking place to even it is I'm, like I'm just disgusting. it is you can't you can't it's help but be no other words i use you have it's nothing in else other words you can be. i'm just disgusted though yeah so so that's 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 what that's but what yeah. pissed me off this week outside of that <laughs> um uh i don't know if you're familiar with the joe budden podcast but he he expressed uh his contract negotiations with spotify mm-hmm. and and you kind of hear like how the black creative is being treated. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, I so, got a good so, story. I got a good story for y'all later on in the segment where we're going to talk about some black creativity and just the BS that they try with us all the time. We're going to get into it, but yeah. back to you with the Joe Budden podcast. I have definitely seen so, that. So if you hear about the the 900% overhead he's giving that company mm-hmm. and they can't even gift them with a uh, a used watch it just <laughs> lets you know like the way they view black creatives and in our role in in in, in their space mm-hmm. even though they monetize off of our culture so 
Yeah. It, it, that, that kind of blew minds because it was like, okay, if, if anybody is supposed to get the bag, it probably would be him. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen all the white people get the bag, whether it's mm-hmm. Joe Rogan or, or, or Ben Simmons or, mm-hmm. you know, all these other white guys yeah. just come in and, and get the bag. But when it's time for the guy who, who literally helped take your brand to, I only have that app because of <laughs> his show. So it's like, if, I, if I'm one of those few, imagine the rest of the people who, who consume that, that, that content on their platform. Mm-hmm. And all that he's done, and that's how you treat him. So that's 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 kind of what's upsetting to me how the black creative is tr- is treated mm-hmm. in, in, in the midst of helping a brand go from A to Z. <laughs> Not shocking whatsoever, and I mean it's unfortunate it had to be him. And again, like you said, if it would be anybody getting the money for this deal and trying to come out on top, they it would seem like they would ensure that this would be him, but. Then again, mm, this this shit is still the same. It's still the same stuff taking place in so many different industries. It's it's crazy. Cause even um, are you guys familiar with Jasmine Sullivan, the yes. um, singer? Yeah, she's yeah. dropped. She announced today that she's dropping an album. But it's been like five years since she last dropped one. And even back then, she was just like, "I'm in this shitty contract. I hate music now. Like, I just can't do this shit." So again this is something that is constantly fought for and just goes unrecognized in any industry. You always get the short end of the stick. That's how it always is. Even with the, um, the Megan situation, we see Megan, little Uzi, like certain artists like that, like they never get the deal mm-hmm. they actually want. They'll get whatever they could get. Like It's crazy. And down to NBA, but I'm not going to get into that. That's LA. That's LA's realm. I'll, I'll leave that for LA. <laughs> well, no worries. Okay. Um, moving on to the main topic in segment, which is the make it make sense segment. We are getting down to what I have you guys here for it to really discuss, which is what makes a good woman or man. Mm-hmm. And if the notion even <laughs> exists. And as I stated before, um, in Don P's and uh, LaShawn's podcast, What's a Good Guy, explores a range of topics like current events, self-image, ghosting, and just a whole bunch of shit. So I personally love the tagline that you guys have at the beginning of the episode where you discuss like, hey, you know, we're using our platform for growth and gaining the perspectives of the guests to see like what even solidifies somebody to be a good guy. I am just excited to have you guys here today to discuss that notion and even see in a lot of instances if it's even realistic. Because I know me, like, I think I'm hesitant about the I, that idea. But two, I feel like good and bad, that terminology can't be used for people. Like, that's like some product review shit. Like, damn, need some good-ass headphones. <laughs> damn, need some badass tires. Like, shit like that. That's what I think of in terms of just that. Like, we are going to also get into, like, the annoyances that I think would come with trying to frame somebody in this light. And just so y'all know... as we were just talking about people on twitter and whatnot this is not a discourse about 200 dollars dates getting flown out (laughs) thank you you, lord jesus (laughs) splitting the bill even the shit where they were like between the mama and the girlfriend who riding the front seat like what the fuck (laughs) this is none of that shit this is just being open and honest about like again a good or bad person in a romantic I was going to say, I'm just going to start off on my end. 
and like chime in and I'll ask you guys a couple questions. Do you think that good women exist in the in terms of a relationship? Like, you know what, this is a really good woman. Or even is that something that really pops up as the first thing in your mind when you're dating somebody or interested in them romantically? Yeah, I believe that. Uh, you go <laughs> ahead. You got this one. Well, <laughs> Yo, there's something really wrong with this guy, bro. Nah, I'll be a, I'll be a fucking asshole to say I, I don't know what a, a great woman or a good woman is. I have a good woman that I'm with right now. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I didn't know what to think at first. So it was just one of those moments where it was just, we just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I'm not really paying attention to what she's doing, how she's moving. Until it got deep mm-hmm. for to the to the fact that I, I she started doing like kind gestures. I'm like, yo, are you trying to you trying to set me up? <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> you gotta be setting me up. Like, I don't like we make jokes about oh the 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 dating game is trash, but in all honesty, it really is. Like, you don't you don't find the people that like I found somebody. Like, I don't you don't find people like that. So I would say there are there are great women out there. Okay, you probably. It's probably the circle you're around. Mm. You probably attracting. You probably attracting what you are. Mm. Yeah. But that's all, Playboy. But that's all, Playboy. No, my body. No, my work, man. Um, for for me, for me, the the notion of a good woman is mm-hmm. it's all it's really subjective to what I want mm-hmm. because because the woman that I can deem good. Is 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 a, the next man's worst nightmare, you know? <laughs> uh, for every good woman, there's a nigga tired of dealing with her. So, so oh, if, if and so if 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 there's a woman I meet, talk, and talk, talk. <laughs> she, she she is everything I'm looking for, and 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 to, in my eyes, she's good. But if you have mm-hmm. this conversation with my new Eskimo brother, he may warn me that you know. <laughs> Well, but but too, the only thing I think about that is it is very subjunctive, but even then would that fall on the other person? Like if you're with a well, person well, and you like, they a good person, I like them. However, this other person may not. Like, I know, didn't y'all have an episode in regards of maybe I'm going to be the villain in people's story? So this is what I was about to say. It depends on what space in her life I meet her. Okay. I may meet you in a in a way better space than he does. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You may be employed. You got, got your business. You got your raise. You got your podcast. Everything's going <laughs> for you. At that time, you're in college. You can't make ends meet. This, that, and the third. You're stressed out. Maybe family mm-hmm. issues. Now I meet you. You moved out. You got your own crib. You got your own podcast. You got your own job. You, you're feeling more independent. Now you're in a good mood. You're a good person. Now you're in a good <laughs> You're more receptive to love at that time. You're so you, that's a good point. The subjunctiveness of it and just realizing even then, it just all depends on timing. And Absolutely. one thing I was going to say, though, too, I feel like the topic is discussed so much more around women than men like i feel like women are constantly hearing things like this 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 what makes a good man this is how you find a good man this is why you can't keep a good man like literally i feel like that's just it's drill over and over and over and over in women's heads and it's like damn do men go even go through this so would you Absolutely. say do you guys think it's like equal like you guys do go through it but it might be more internal where ours you think it's just a lot of factors around us pressuring us no, what in the world is happening? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Oh, you're okay. So I was Probably just saying, not. like before, um, with women, we just hear it constantly, constantly, mm-hmm. what it takes to find a good man, what is a good man, 
why you can't keep a good man, like stuff like that over and over. So I was just saying, like, even though you guys are talking about it from your perspectives, do you think just overall women get it more or is it something that men you got to still think about however it's not as discussed. It's not as it's not discussed as much. I feel like on the even on the socials, like I always got to mm-hmm. bring the socials because that's what we're we're always in tune with that. So every day it's oh these men are trash, these men are trash, and it's like yo. And at a time right now, we can't really say stuff like that like that around women about women because mm-hmm. right now we're doing the uplifting stuff, you know. So and it, it all depends on your circle because in most circles, mm-hmm. like even with me growing up, I never had that discussion like oh. What's a good woman? It's always oh, how do you be- how do you become a good man? Oh, okay. how are you a good man? It's not it's not it was it was yeah, it was never that. So it took me to be around different people, hang around like different circles to see like oh you guys actually talk about this. I would I <laughs> would grow up talking about this to myself. Okay, I never thought. So yeah, it it'll like be that. it's talked about more around women. So me on my my end, the, on, the concept of like a good woman. I mm-hmm. thought every woman was a good woman. Period. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know. Like you know. Hmm. Of, of what do women. you mean by that? You gotta so, go into that. In mass media has a way of projecting of the 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 man not be the man being the issue. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to always not be that man because mm-hmm. you never really hear about the woman doing wrong or women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's rare. You know, so mm-hmm. actually dating, you realize that okay, a woman may not be bad, but she's just not compatible. Okay. So I wouldn't be quick to say because I hate the notion ain't shit men like i if a woman says men ain't shit or black men ain't shit she's automatically lost me as like a prospect because (laughs) she doesn't know how to specify what she needs so she paints men uh, a whole gender a whole species with a broad stroke so if you're if if you're used to men cheating i would prefer you to say cheaters ain't shit opposed to (laughs) black men ain't shit Cause not every black man is gonna cheat on you, right? And if that's the case, what you dealing with me? So you know what you're about to get, right? So you want to, so you want to be hurt. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god! So, so I then now question your intelligence on what you really want. So, <laughs> so you like, look, I ain't shit. Maybe you ain't shit. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe a the way you pick. Yeah, you, pick you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, or, but, but I always go off of compatibility opposed mm-hmm. to, um, opposed to saying somebody's bad because. Mm-hmm. We could we could be we could be cool we could be cordial we could even have. But you know what? I def I def agree with that. I think that does make a lot of sense as far as um just that overall level of like respect and that give take aspect. I think that has so much to do with it because it, well, for, it is compatibility. For me, one of like the major things outside of, comp- of compatibility. Mm-hmm. Is the ability for her to comprehend dealing with, mm-hmm. not in a set, not in a braggadocious sense, but you know, they may be like a a, a a certain type of man she's used to, and I may not fit that mold. Okay. Are you willing to break out of your mm-hmm. mindset of what you want and adjust to mm-hmm. this? Are you willing to risk your mm-hmm. happiness for your status quo happy ending and who mm-hmm. you're supposed to have? You know, because mm-hmm. like I said, you may meet me in a different point in my life. Right now, you know, I'm up and I'm an up and coming content creator. So, mm-hmm. are you patient to know that, like, okay, instead of me coming to bed at eight o'clock, I'm gonna do a podcast with this woman mm-hmm. all the way in St. Louis? Are you comfortable with that mindset of like mm-hmm. I'm not home? <laughs> you know, are you gonna be comfortable of me being on a Zoom chat with a woman that I don't even know? Are you gonna stress me out about that? You know, 
if mm-hmm. there are certain things, there are certain adjustments that, you know, have to be made in certain mm-hmm. relationships. And that would show to me if what, if you are a good fit for me. That makes sense. I think that makes a lot, a lot of sense. I know, I think just me personally, I was bought up with the sense like, you know, good men do exist. They are true. But to even get to finding a good man, you got to put out everything you don't want in a man. Like always this, you know, like what is it you don't want? You don't want somebody who's not going to take care of shit. You don't want somebody who just go blow through any money. You don't want somebody who irresponsible as fuck, you know, like I feel like it was always that way. It was never like, oh, you want somebody who does this. You want somebody to do that. And maybe too, like personally, I don't know why, but I am not the most optimistic person. Like I can be pessimistic about certain stuff so maybe in my own sense it was just like mm, something always gonna be messed up hmm tell me tell me a situation that happened i think that's me and just in general with me i don't know why i think that's just me in general because i'm thinking back and it's a lot of instances where i'm just like mm, i don't like how he do this damn i don't like this mm, you know what i'm putting that down like that's not something i'm gonna like later on and i never and i think i thought in that mindset for so long now that i am thinking like oh what makes a good man or what makes a good woman and putting that into perspective. It's taken a lot more because I feel like, you know that old saying, like, you really do get what you ask for. You just have to be, like, very specific. Like, you can always get what you want, but if you're not specific in that one and that request, then it's just going to fall off. And even then, you you might finally get in and be like, damn, this is not what I wanted after all. So when thinking long and hard about it, it just takes more out of you. So I'm going to give you some advice that, my bishop gave me about the concept of dating, right? Mm-hmm. He told me <laughs> he told me that dating is just collecting data on the person you're dealing with. We should use that time to collect the data we need before <laughs> determining whether we should go forward with this person, right? Mm-hmm. But what, what our generation has done with dating, we have turned dating into a unlicensed marriage. Where we're, <laughs> we're moving in, we're spending nights, we're we're having unprotected sex. We're doing expensive dates. We're going on dates. You know, and, and, and all of these things that are low-key a marriage, you know? Yeah. But, but, the, but what we should do is actually get to know the person through and through and not overcommit. So it's mm-hmm. like once we say, oh, we're doing this exclusively, like I'm only dating you, you're only dating me, there's like a, a, a Excel commitment that we just skip <laughs> over the, the quarter stage. Like I'm still getting to know you. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like what women should do more is kind of hold back, mm-hmm. you know? Because I do notice that women will just go, okay, I like this guy. I'm going to give it all I got. Yeah, give it all you got. All take, go, take your time, honey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then, and then they'll they'll be mad when you be like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to vibe, like I just want to figure you out. And it's like, what? But yeah. I want to be, I want to be together. It's like I've known you for a month. Well, too, <laughs> I think too, I think it's yes, I think women can jump into it and feel like, oh, I'm gonna get us all I got. But the thing is, though, most women have such, we have such a hard time even getting to that stage, or probably wanting to do that shit and give it all we got. 
that I feel like maybe we just overcompensate. Like we got all this shit built up in us that we feel like we just take care of anybody and do any fucking thing. That when but we see, finally do it, we like we going all in. Fuck okay, it. Okay, but is 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 it the love cater or is the is it the love to love? Because it mm-hmm. sounds like women just can't wait to love somebody. That when they get somebody, they give the love. But instead mm-hmm. of actually analyzing, yo, is this person ready for this love? Is this person deserving? Mm-hmm. Of, does this, this person, person even know what love feels like? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's so technically in my eyes, it's like, yo, it's not my fault. You just anxious to love. Like, <laughs> slow down. You know what I'm saying? I just you become, now, yeah. now you're the villain. Now I'm now the bad the guy. You know yes, I'm sir. cracking up. <laughs> yes, sir. Accountability one-on-one, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is sick. Uh um, what else was I gonna say? Um let me see. Yo, show show off your girlfriend's shirt. At least I'm like that, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, this show is my woman. Shout out to Shanti. Um, what else was I gonna say? But um, two, I think another thing that comes up is a lot of women, like you said, baby, get that mix up of thinking, hey, you know, I didn't been through something with a man. Everything that to me, like I feel like I've had this with some friends, like watch them do it, where they may like somebody who has a lot of common sense, not so much particularly good, but some sort of common sense. But then it's another lack of um, perceptions in other areas that they may like not have. So like somebody who who is like, you know, they didn't really took care of themselves. They're ambitious. They are independent. They do respect you and they do care about you. However, when you try to not so much hold them accountable for certain stuff like oh you know what are we moving forward to what are we doing they kind of like that goodness of being like you know what i'm gonna take the time to discuss this whereas they might just drag this along or pull this along yeah that person's not ready that's it when the person starts doing stuff like that that person's not ready if they're not ready to communicate how they feel in a certain situation like that they're not ready i done been through that for so long but oh what are, what are we how are we gonna do next it's like um i think somebody calling me like you don't want to there's no there's no conversation at that point you got to drift the conversation away so mm-hmm. once a person does that red flag red flag <laughs> on the play yeah so so one of the key words that don just said was communication i think the communication aspect has to stay valid like mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing i think there's a there's a weird shift in communication once like you know once we're talking to each other we're on the phone for four hours da 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 we're communicating Going to sleep really <laughs> well Going to sleep waking up on facetime we're communicating well once you realize that, that, it, that somebody like we're walking together and then mm-hmm. somebody's going like this and I'm still walking like this, the <laughs> communication now is pointing down instead of like side by side. So mm-hmm. I feel like not like weekly checks or this, that and the third, but there should be some point in the, in the conversations where like maybe on a date, it's like, yo, where do you see this going? Where are you mm-hmm. at? Where, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. I feel like if the person, if you're questioning the person, let them answer it. Don't assume. You know? we, 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 we play about, we play a lot about the, oh, women always be like, yo, what are we? Or no jokes aside, I understand why I say that. Because people will drag along a situation for five years. Imagine being in a situation situation for five years. These people have been in relationships for 20 years, not married. Imagine Jesus. being sprung along for that long. Jesus. A lot of people a lot of people don't want to have that conversation though. But his, but, see, but see, but see, this is what I was talking about in the sense of like, say, Sydney, you cook for me, you clean for me, we mm-hmm. live together, we do all of this and we haven't established it. If mm-hmm. I'm getting my cake and eat it too, why do I have to now pay for it? <laughs> 
<laughs> you've been giving me the goods for mad long. Like now you want more compensation? Like I'm good here. Like yeah, but, yeah, but hey, but you know what you did say? What did you say? This is a database. Yeah. They didn't download it so much into it. They like, what am I gonna get out of this? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why streaming exists. Because we had LimeWire for mad long. I'm not buying, <laughs> I'm not buying another. <laughs> I'm not buying another CD for the rest of my life. So you got to think about it this way: If I gave a woman uh-huh. LimeWire worth of content, and then I tell her, "Oh, now you got to buy this CD," she gonna be like, so it's, iTunes, "It's iTunes now." Yeah, like. <laughs> What? Like, no. I I, nothing a month. Are you done? I, I, I've been, I've been paying the bills. I've been taking on dates, vacations. Now I need help to split the bill. She's already used to a lifestyle that I may not be able to keep up. That's why it's so important to be real straightforward where you stand mm-hmm. and that communi- It's all about communication, man. Communication and comprehension. Okay, that's a good ass point. Okay, so I was gonna say, did you guys have any little last bit to add about that portion that we were discussing? Or are you guys like, you felt like you made your points? Do one to others that you want others to do one to you. That's it right there. That's it right there. Don't be an asshole. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Communication is key, man. Like, if you ain't, if you feel like shorty's moving too fast or you feel like homie's moving too fast, you know, mm-hmm. tell somebody to slow down. Talk mm-hmm. to them. Would you rather that person to slow down? Y'all gonna end up crashing. That shit ain't gonna be pretty. But again, I think I just like what LaShawn said when he was just like, <laughs> yeah. it's literally all about like just subjunctive it's gonna be a lot of shit to take into consideration to see if somebody is a good man or a good woman it's just all subjunctive takes time to figure the shit out moving on to the final segment of the show i have the you are drove portion of the show what that mean so, <laughs> so drove is like St. Louis, draw with St. Louis terminology. Like we used it when somebody is just disappointed. Like you thought some shit was gonna work out how you wanted it to. Like oh, we call that a dub. <laughs> basically, basically, it's like a no. dub. It is. It oh, is. No, I'm, like I'm right honestly. I'm right, I'm right, right now. Drove. <laughs> like we say drove as fuck. Like people like even then I was telling my guest last week, I was explaining it to her. I'm like, just like how everybody on December 31st, 2019, we turning up, 2020, our year, like 2020 vision, all that shit. We all drove as fuck. Cause this year has just been <laughs> like what the fuck? The entire year. No slack, no, no let up, none of this shit. Interestingly enough, this week's segment is not technically a person that's drove as fuck. It's an organization. But I feel like that organization is... So it's, it's drove, D-R-O-V-E? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, oh, I... Yes. Yes. Yo, shorty straight drove my shit, bro. <laughs> like, you straight drove... Like, just no, like it's... That could be misconstrued. <laughs> Not exactly like that. The way he said it. But say, like, drove as fuck. No, like, drove. even... She drove. She drove as fuck. She drove as fuck. Yeah. I'm going to try to think of something else that would even constitute as being drove as fuck. Um, I don't know. Your Uber canceling on you. Your Uber canceling on you. Now you drove as fuck because you thought you was going to get somewhere fast. Like, now you got to walk or some shit. Hold on. Would that constitute as you being mad? You being tight? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 You guys are like, hold up. We still gotta make sense of this. We have to have this shit down. But anywho, now I'm I'm gonna use it. Just like okay, anywho, just as we suspected again, stealing. 
So the Whitney Museum, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but I actually heard about this um, on the Friend Zone with Dustin Friend and Asante, but they talked about this, but there's recently been some controversy with the Whitney Museum and the Whitney Museum of American Art is in deep shit after they decided to produce an exhibit without giving the um, necessary credit and money to the collective that it intended to highlight Mm -hmm. so that's not all unusual like if you know the Whitney um more wealthy more prominent organizations in that sense they don't tend to help a lot of the shit they want to they usually hurt um or just like bring down a value but basically the museum intended to release an exhibit called the collectives actives collection collective action where artists um intervene in a time of change so the exhibit consists of prints posters digital files that were created this year in response to the black lives matter movement but they went about getting the pieces of artwork the wrong fucking way so they did it in like a very sneaky manner to me. Basically, they purchased from another collective called C and Black, which was selling the images created by the Black artists to raise funds for the organization supporting Black Americans. So Whoa. this other collective was oh, no way... Yeah, this collective was no way affiliated with the Whitney. So when you think about it, um, when you think about it, they like literally just unethically purchased photos in the prints from the one group, did not tell them anything about their plans for uses, none of that shit, just bought it like, oh, this is a fundraiser. So basically think of it in terms of you go to a yard sale and they try to think, yeah, you go to a yard sale and somebody's selling their handmade pieces at the yard sale for like $7, but then your ass, a fashion editor of Vogue, and you go wear the shit in a photo shoot, and you promote it like it's your shit that you made. Mm. Oh, plagiarism. We just talked about plagiarism. That's crazy. Basically, yes. But then <laughs> the thing outside of plagiarism that's even crazier, this is how you know they own some like straight fluke fuck shit because they asses emailed the photographers they featured in their so-called exhibit congratulating them and giving them artists lifetime passes which they said give you free guest entry to the museum instead of compensating like instead of paying them to see to see someone not getting paid for yo brother smacking the face bro <laughs> that just got me tight as a photographer bro that just got me hot. <laughs> that just got me hot imagine what? somebody showing something off to you that you created and like, oh you can just pull up just look at it bro, yes money at, yes bro. yes yeah hey even then though you doing this shit nah, to bro, some nah, black you know, people you doing this shit to some black people you supposed to be highlighting and showcasing and their artwork for oh. you saying for this premise of giving them some sort of light and um notoriety but not Paying them. Nah, I'm trolling. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this red right now. So the, so the, <laughs> oh God, bro. I'm drilling as fuck right now. Bro. As fuck, bro. <laughs> just so the question is, the question is, is it, <laughs> is the, hold on, the company that, that, that bought the um merchandise is mm-hmm. a white company. It's a white owned. It's a company. museum. Is, it's the right? museum. It's the museum. Oh, oh. So the museum literally bought these items oh, to nah. display in their shit. And they like, oh well, y'all, y'all got y'all own little cause. We got our own thing. 
like you're gonna profit off of my work unauthorized i don't get compensated no no terms away because even then when i made it i'm not making it to go in the artist's museum i'm making this shit because i'm like oh, i'm thinking this is gonna go in my prints like y'all illegally using my shit but the thing yep. is we not go get too like fucked up because they canceled the shit I mean, people got on their ass and they canceled the shit no, because they knew Mm-hmm. It's no way. And even then, yeah. I can tell y'all one of the artists that they email, funny as fuck. Um, his name is Texas Isaiah. He said, mm-hmm. like, I'm speechless. People dream of having their work shown in the Whitney, and y'all out here trying to grab my shit on sale. Like he oh. said, I'm gonna ask you um, Urban Dixon. Tell me, say what he said. I'm gonna ask you a question after that. <laughs> yes, he said, like, y'all tried to grab my shit on sale. He literally, they, y'all wouldn't know how much the museum paid for the print. The museum, the guy who just said, y'all got my shit on sale, the museum paid for a hundred dollars. Wow. And, and all go, of his stuff, the prints. It's, the, it's the, various artists who are in the collective. So they, like, again, it was just this bid being placed on this art and they asses snaked in, got the shit. And now they're like, oh, we were, we were going to try to profit off of it. Like I said, luckily they canceled it because people have been outraged, outraged by this. Like other artists, other celebrities, just people in the world of creativity are just like like y'all really thought this shit was cool any ownership is so important and like you know as a creative the first thing we do is to look to create you know mm-hmm. we don't think about the the legal aspect of what we're creating one because, aspect one because we underestimate the power of our creations mm-hmm. two you know, you never, you know, it's kind of like the marriage part where they say for better or for worse. You don't ever really <laughs> think about the worst part and the worst part sometimes hits you faster than the better part. So in, 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 in this aspect of you, you're a creator, you create something, it's in a museum. Like, I would love for my art to be in the museum, right? But at mm-hmm. the same time, at what cost? Like, imagine you're not getting it. Right. Be careful what you ask for, you know, like even in the power of manifestation, you, you know, you got to be mm-hmm. very precise precise mm-hmm. on what you want to manifest. Mm-hmm. So even at, I, I, I'm now in the process of thinking after I create something, how do I protect it? Like we've actually had an episode with a, uh, with a lawyer, with a, a trademark lawyer. And mm-hmm. she taught us the even in the photographer aspect how you protect yourself in those ways. And, mm-hmm. and she put us onto so many things at like a 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about. I didn't think somebody mm-hmm. would sneak me like that. So <laughs> as a creative, once you're done creating, you have a part of creation is also to create a way to protect yourself. You gotta you gotta always go forward. Like at the end of the day, but that but, is so crazy too. In a but sense. then you gotta think about it on a business aspect, right? Yeah. If I could, if I can get this great art for a mm-hmm. hundred dollars, and I don't have to come through you, <laughs> for the low, and yeah. it sells. Who doesn't like a good sale to, or a little good sells more people, bro, make a bigger profit. Now, the profit, now, boy. It, there's in, in like a resale. That's an easy resale, right there. Sometimes, sometimes business and mor- morals don't go hand in hand. People lose their morals mm-hmm. for good business, and if they don't get caught, they look great, you know, because. For if you don't know what's going on, you're going to think, wow, look at them displaying this great black art, not knowing that the black artist mm-hmm. got robbed. So yeah. it, it, it's so much that goes into it that like you got to know your business. After you create your art, protect your art. And even then, in some instances, not all art is even protected because I'm sure like as actual uh, visual artists, visual artists and producing things and like having something that's tangible, it's still hard as hell to even get shit on stuff that's not tangible. 
tangible. Like I know it was another creative who said something about them tweeting something and it was like on a t-shirt or on a hat or some shit. They were just yeah. like, yeah, what but the then fuck? but th- but then you got to think about it this way. Like, you know those terms and agreements that's on social media before we before we go on it, nobody reads. Nobody read that. Nobody read but that. last year, so happy to be on social. Twitter, Twitter Twitter has put out uh in their terms and conditions that yo, if you put out content on our website, we own it. So, so how, how, how many, how many people own, you know what I'm saying? So if Don takes a great photo of somebody. You see Twitter that wants, y'all? Capitalism always fucking winning. You That's know, it. so if, 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 if Don posts a photo on his Twitter feed and Twitter wants to use it for their website, I don't have to put it on, I don't have to contact Don because you put it on my him. website. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really so tough. is these terms oh, and yeah. what we agree on just mm-hmm. to get notice or spotlight can sacrifice mm-hmm. what we've worked so hard to create. So terms and conditions, contracts, everything, that's all necessary to know mm-hmm. when you create content because- and It's just my- wild. It's wild. You really go do this as a museum? Yeah, why wouldn't they though? Like on the business side, like I, I understand your frustration. Yeah, I'm making right? profit, you yes, know, profit, bro. Put yourself in their shoes, right? And you got a deadline. And you got to try to create art. If if somebody is giving it to me for a hundred dollars, like and my ticket, I can sell. I'm gonna I sell can, to more people. I can, I can sell three tickets. That's gonna make back what I just spent for that. They probably, probably own more. that. You know what's crazy too? Even thinking about this, they probably own that Scooby Doo shit. We would have, we would have kept going with it if y'all asses wouldn't have called us. If y'all wouldn't have fucking called us, we would have just went <laughs> on with it. But here's the thing. Gotta, <laughs> like wow. Here's the problem. You gotta stop fucking with black people. Because at the end of the day, we frustrated. We're not getting our rightful uh, due or we're not getting our just due on, on anything in life. So at the end of the day, like, if this is our art, if this is our freedom of expression, if, if this is what is keeping us sane, don't monetize off of me. Don't, 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 mm-hmm. don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know the difference. This, this, like, I have no problem being in your but- museum. But don't don't tell me that I can get a lifetime pass. Yeah, okay. don't lowball me. Like this is you straight yo, yo, through dirt in my face, bro. Bro, it's difficult for them to get, find their own source, bro. They gotta steal our source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they steal our culture, bro. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah, what they what they, what they gonna do? What, See, what here's, culture, the thing, oh, here's the thing, like. We we what do culture, they have? But they have they have the platforms in a sense. So mm-hmm. it's important. They that, have the, they they have the they had the paper. No, they had the paperwork. Yeah, so it's kind of like we have to, have, we have to start coming together and collaborating in some sort and creating our own platforms where we don't seek the, oh, I want to be in the mono. Why? Like, why mm-hmm. can't you open up your own art exhibit and hopefully let it grow into a museum? Oh, mm-hmm. I want to be here. Why? Why can't you do it on your own? It's less work. You know what I'm saying? Or we we fantasize or we praise these these higher platforms instead of creating our own. So then when it's time when it's time to jerk us, like you the one who wanna be here. It's it's kind of like the same thing what I was saying earlier. Like, yo, I'm giving you this, I'm giving you that, I'm giving you this. Why would why would I give you anything more? You know what I'm saying? In the Mona's eyes or the museum's eyes, they could then look at the black creative, like, yo, like Mm-hmm. Me paying you is, is but again, just for- going back to what we talked about in the beginning of the episode when you it. brought up the um Joe Budden podcast, like his shit with Spotify again, mm-hmm. trying to lowball, thinking you know, if he were to actually take this and do whatever with this deal, shit, we just gonna go ahead with it. We not gonna be on the other end, like damn, maybe we should get the right thing. It's literally not until after they do all of this shit. Listen, business is all about negotiation, man. 
you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Like I've never point. heard, I've never heard people just the, the first, the first offer is beautiful. No, you tell me what you want. Same thing with a relationship, right? Tell me what you want. Cause I'm not going to do all this X, Y, and Z. And <laughs> you don't even require that. You don't need a man with a car. Okay. Keep my car in the garage. Let's Uber everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's take, Oh, you cool with the bus? <laughs> man, I'm not driving. You know, 275. You know the vibe. You don't have to over yourself. You get what you negotiate. Always ask for what you want. If they can't supply what you want, dead. If y'all can't find a medium, dead. But don't just over, don't overextend. You know what I'm saying? The museum is not going to say, yo, I'm going to give you $1,000 for your artwork. The museum is going to say, hey, I give you a lifetime pass. You and your girl, you can come, dabble on anytime you want. Anytime, anytime. Nah, I don't That's want crazy. that. I don't want $1,000 for my art. Okay, That's fine. Here's a thousand. You get what you negotiated. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need it because I already, I don't, I don't got to give you nothing, bro. I already got, go city, I already got it, bro. <laughs> what you gonna do now? Now you get no passion, <laughs> bro. This is, I ain't gonna front as a photographer, as a photographer, bro. That's really sickening, though. Like, yes. Imagine you put so, so put in a vision, making it come to life, and then somebody's stealing it, and me probably not even getting the proper recognition. Oh, you get passes. What? Like I was gonna ask you earlier, in the loo. Urban Dictionary. What does it mean to fuck somebody up? Please elaborate. Like, fuck somebody up? Like, damn. What's the word for fucking somebody up? Do it for your people. Oh, my God. Why is my brain so rattled? I'm trying to think. I don't don't feel like we having time, like, fucking somebody up. We say hella shit, like, soup chunks. Nah, like, we just say they got me fucked up. What the hell did you just say? Nah, I was saying people say a whole bunch of stuff. Nah, bro, I... People say a whole bunch of stuff, but just to have somebody nah, fucked up. That's really, yeah, that's you really, nah. I could, I, I don't know if, I ain't gonna front. I would have to go in there while I'll come, I have to create a scene. <laughs> For my, uh, my artwork to be put on display. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting a proper recognition. I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> nah, bro. Y'all got me fucked up, bro. <laughs> y'all got me fucked up, bro. But, it's wild to think of, and they really went out here and did it. Imagine if nobody said anything to them. <laughs> Just imagine that. Nobody had the balls to say anything. Like, yo, I'm outraged, blah, blah, blah. But why does it take outrage to get, to, to, to get the, the, the actual respect? Like, why does the black person have to be angry to get respected? Why do, why do we have they're to, scared. you know, get the pitch for they're, Nah, just respect me up front. No, they're scared. They're, they're scared of when we... When we when we start putting actions to our words. Because once we start doing that, now we're a problem. Now we're somebody to watch. Because half that the time, I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm not going to lie. Half the time, bro, certain people just be blown with smoke. Like, even with the um the marches, like, people were blown with smoke, bro. That moment when a cop hit them, bro, I, I really expected somebody to hit back. I seen a couple people hit back. A lot of people were just blown with smoke, bro. Now look at them now. A lot of people was talking, oh, uh, oh, black empowerment. Now people are back on Twitter talking against each other again. People just yeah. be blown with smoke, bro. But yeah. that moment where we're all together, united, bro, Bro, you think somebody fucking with us, bro? Come on, man. Not at all. Not Come at all. on, man. It's just sad and scary because, again, those instances of, like you said, trying to express express my creativity, just giving my general ideas, it's always going to be stolen. It's just, it is sad and utterly ridiculous. But y'all, for real, if you're, like, more interested, I saw the story on NPR, Washington Post. So read up. I Hopefully they get some more, like, since a commission or something because again bullshit but um thank you guys so much for coming on and being guests on my show oh, do you absolutely. guys 
want to share where my listeners can find you out on social media? Oh, uh, yeah. You can follow me at Stay Focus LA on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I won't use your platform to share my only you fans link. Only fans? <laughs> <laughs> I am screaming. Uh, uh, yeah, the po- the podcast is called What's a Good Guy? I'm glad you, you stay you on, on topic. I like that. Yeah, my, po- my podcast. That's uh, on brand. That we've uh, been doing for right now 183 weeks straight, man. Um, Damn. It's uh, What's a Good Guy? You can find it on, on our website, what's a good guy com youtube mm-hmm. what's a good guy itunes what's a good guy spotify what's a good guy all streaming platforms what's a good guy but we put it on all streaming platforms at, at 8 p.m but if you want to listen live with everybody else it's on our website at 8 a.m and youtube at 8 a.m so don't forget to like comment and subscribe for that wow. good jazz it's so easy um you can follow me at um don peasley my photography page is don the camera guy and um i don't have a only fans because i'm a wholesome black man <laughs> but I do want a hundred. I do want a hundred k. But um, but yeah. Um, thank you for having us. It means a lot. Again, thank you guys so much for coming. Um, as usual, you guys, thanks for tuning in, and please send me some damn emails. I keep telling y'all, I want to read what is pissing y'all off too. So email them Yo, to me. Black, send her email on what drove you, bro. Like. <laughs> You found them at annoyed, not offended (laughs) at gmail.com. I'm drove y'all not emailing her, bro. (laughs) Come on, man. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.